0: All right. Hello there, my friends. This is Spencer Michaud. And uh, I am joined here by my lovely guest uh, (laughs) from the house. This is Tanya Andrews of Third Coast Mojo and of my partner. So (laughs) he's
1: he's contractually obligated to say that I'm lovely.
0: (laughs) So I uh, today Tanya and I are going to be discussing the full moon in Aquarius one. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics that are starting today. Um, We are going to look into the last quarter moon on the 31st, and then just give you a little bit of a preview of the new moon that is upcoming on August the 1st. We're going to do an I Ching reading. We're going to talk about the animal of the moon and uh, little factoids here and there. Uh, If you are with us today, let us know in the chat. Let us know where you're coming from, what... uh, what what you, if you're here? What you're looking forward to looking or watching uh, on the Olympics, uh, <laughs> or whatever it is that you are excited about right now? I did just did want to give all of you a heads up before uh, we kind of dive in. Um, I did today post a replay of my uh, talk on the Deccans that I did for the Nightlight Astrology Summer Speaker Series. Uh, I think it went really well. I was really excited about um, you know the audience that came out and the questions, and we had a really nice time talking about the Deccans. So if you want to check that out, that's on my channel right now. It's called Face Off, Incorporating the Deccans into Your Astrological Practice. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to email me. And I've been putting some uh, information out about astrological tutoring because a lot of people have been asking me if I do teaching and things like that, and if I could help them with learning some of these things and the answer is yes I can I can help you and and I can um, you know just reach out send me an email Spencer astrology at gmail.com I do have an astrological tutoring thing that is already available to book on my acuity uh, link that I have in all of these videos and I also <clears throat> have some extra days and times available if if what I have listed doesn't work for you so again send me an email alright so all the shameless plugs out of the way uh, Tanya, Since do you have time. any? Do you, yeah, do you do you have any uh, <laughs> things that you're working on or or offerings before we dive into it?
1: Um, nothing too new. I have a, f- a few things in the hopper, so people should stay tuned. I'm going to have some new offerings coming up um, in a little bit here. There's some beautiful astrological weather headed our way, and I'm hoping to capture it in a bottle.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Happy happy Leo season, everyone. <laughs>
1: right, Leo season.
0: So we got. Love uh, it. Darren is here. It says I loved your chat at Nightlight, so looking forward to this. Hello from the UK. Well, hello, Darren. Thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, for joining us today, and we're we're so happy to 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 see you. Uh, Deborah is here. Roll call. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a lot of really in- amazing international friends that come and participate in these chats, and I think that was one of the things that I wanted to point out right away before we got started. Is um, one of the things I love about the olympics we were we were watching the opening ceremonies of the the Tokyo Olympics the long awaited uh <laughs> delayed olympics where all the nations were coming in and you could see all the joy in their in their eyes not necessarily the rest of their face cuz they're still having to wear masks with covid protocols
1: you can you can tell from their eyes the excitement the, is there smizing right <laughs> smizing the, the, the right they're channeling there. their like 90s supermodel
0: yeah, the, jo- the joy from their smiles. So I think that, um, but what, what I love about it is is just seeing all these nations come together and being able to, um, you know, find a peaceful moment to have some friendly competition and the spirit of play and, and things of that nature. It's just really inspiring to me. It's something I've always liked, even since I was a real little kid. I can remember, you know, I have drawings still in my attic somewhere of like, me and, and that's drawing. true he does <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> i can olympic, find them for you <laughs> yeah right of olympic <laughs> rings with like a gymnast or something i i was i think i drew a gymnastics person in the olympic rings when i was like 10 because i was just so enamored as, with as all you
1: of this. as you i mean and why shouldn't you be it's spectacular yeah. just the 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 feats and kind of the limits that people can push their bodies to and just the achievement like watching people kind of come to the pinnacle of their kind of like physical mental and even dare i say spiritual prowess to just kind of achieve these heights is just something that is so compelling. Like you can't not love these stories.
0: Yeah. It's the stories, right? I mean, it's this amazing, every single one of these people are living out their, their dream that they've Mm -hmm. worked for hours and hours and days and months and years to get to this point. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing I love about it too, is this, you, it's so much hope involved in this kind of thing. And and I know there's there's some criticism about the Olympic structure in general. I mean, there is some definite um, inequalities that will come up as far as like developed nations and and having the infrastructure in place to be able to train these top level athletes and um, mm-hmm. kind of this this stark contrast between uh, some of the haves and the have nots. But but I think that on the at the end of the day, everybody that made it there is on somewhat of a level playing field and even like you know you root for the underdog you root for the countries that that have you know three olympians that, that showed up I, you know you're like they gotta get something <laughs> yeah it's really it's really cool it's it's just like you said it is a spiritual experience because it, it's just um the fruition of of a dream and as we've seen we've been my daughter and I have been watching the nBA Uh, finals with the Milwaukee Bucks which is another exciting event in our house because my grandparents were um, they lived in Wisconsin and I used to go and have a a religious experience watching the Bucks and the Packers with my with my grandparents basically Um, if you have any idea about Wisconsin sports they take it very seriously but mostly it was just something that people could bond over and you know, the Bucks were in the won their first championship in the past week for the first time in 50 years. And we were talking about being inspired by the story of a young gentleman named Giannis Adetokounmpo, um, who is, if you're not familiar with him, they call him the Greek freak. And Greek he's, freak. A, he's a, he's a Greek immigrant by way of Nigeria. And he came to America after selling DVDs and watches on the streets of Athens and, um, Stayed with the franchise that drafted him for you know eight years, signed a second and a third contract, which is very rare uh, these days, especially for a small market to retain somebody like that and um, so loyal and just a, a real pure spirit and he talked a lot about staying in the moment and the the past mm-hmm. if you get mm-hmm. focused on the past, what was it? if you get focused on the past, it's your uh, ego yeah you yeah, focus on the future that's your pride but but your mm-hmm. humility is in the moment and mm.
1: I don't know, and that's the that's where the fulcrum of power is. It's, it's really I mean, interesting that just he kind of that made that moment. observation.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally, and and I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of people living in their moment over the course of the next few weeks. Um, we've got some people checking in. Tracy is saying, "Hi, I found you on Nightlight. Looking forward to this full moon talk. I'm a conjure woman too, Tanya. So Yay, I love company. it."
1: representing carly Beautiful. is here
0: from los angeles
1: los angeles uh, so
0: thank you carly for stopping by the 2028 olympics will be in los angeles so keep your eyes peeled for that carly Ooh, wild Dimphi. times. dibby is here from the netherlands so we've got another international contingent i was very uh when i watched the opening ceremonies today the netherlands had like over 400 olympians even though they only had like something like Thirty million people, which is not a, not a ton compared to some of the other bigger countries, but all those athletes in the Netherlands—they're just so tall. <laughs> like, the, I think the average height. Growing big, growing big over there. Is, yeah, it's I like real, it. The Dutch are are some 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 large human beings. So, uh, it's cool though. The, the very competitive team they have there. Uh, Darren says the athletes are incredible. Shame that the IOC is so very corrupt. It needs replacing. I I agree with you, Darren. There's definitely. Um, when we have a, an organization that's like basically like a corporate structure, there's definitely challenges to um, maintaining the purity of it. And I, I think that.
1: Well, and that's, that's such a, an idea. And it, it, things are changing so much even as we speak. I think that the real story to me, in some ways, about kind of the IOC and like the direction of the Olympics is the move towards the, the inclusion of more women. Um, And I think that like, that's interesting when you look at it from the kind of like, like Leo Aquarius dichotomy that we're seeing, like that kind of balance between like, like structure and personal expression and kind of the the interplay between like the haves and the have nots and like who goes on the pedestal and who's on the outside. And the fact that we're seeing like, this is the first Olympics where it's literally almost 50% women. And it's never been like that before. And we're going to get a chance to see so many women doing things they've, they've never even gotten to do before. They've added new categories and that's come kind of as we're as a big shakeup to how the whole thing is organized. And I think that, you know, this full moon coming between like on this axis and kind of this particular moment is so interesting because to me, I see that kind of like balance between like that shifting of power from like, you know, in the early 1900s, they allowed like five women in and like they did like croquet <laughs> And like one got to ride a horse and people were like, oh, women on horses, like she's going to blow out her uterus. Like we can't allow this is madness. Like- <laughs> but now they've, they're, they're adding categories. They're actually taking, they took out a few men's categories to add some extra ones for women. They added some mixed gender categories, which I think is really exciting. And so we're kind of seeing this like inclusion in so many interesting ways. And I think we're seeing so many, you know, different female athletes Really having their stars rising right now, and that's something that's really exciting.
0: And so, well, and that's an interesting that. that's an interesting mirror that, yeah. that the Olympics yeah. holds up to the state of the world, really, because it's so mm-hmm. participatory with all these different countries. You're mm-hmm. you're seeing the values and the the collective values playing out on this enormous stage that isn't just being watched by you know individual states, people, countries, but the entire world has an interest mm-hmm. in what is going on due to you know, all of these participating nations. So um, it's really fascinating to see the evolution of, you know, the collective sense of like, what are we really doing here as a human species? Right.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But also how far we have to go. I mean, I think that when all is said and done, it's great that women are being included in greater levels, but there's still a, you know, pretty substantial kind of financial imbalance. Um, You know what they're going to come out of it. And a lot of the men are going to get these very lucrative sponsorships and not necessarily as much for the women. Like the, the financial piece is definitely still kind of in play and something that needs to be worked on. And, you know, you see people talking a lot about kind of the disparity and how they're forced to dress. Like mm-hmm. some of the women's teams, they're basically, they're like, your uniform is bikinis. And they're <laughs> like, can we just wear shorts? Like that would be a lot more comfortable for doing sports. And people are like, no, only bikinis.
0: <laughs> and- yeah, yeah, I mean, the the... The equality question ha- plays out in a number of different uh, arenas. Uh-huh. <laughs> See Woo! what I did there?
1: Woo! Like... He's here all week, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but um, yeah, and I, I noticed this, and, and you're bringing up a great point about the equality between the, the the genders and the sexes, and how we're playing that out on this stage. Um, and you know, I was noticing in the uh, you know opening ceremonies just sort of the differences with specific countries that may or be, be more or less affluent too. like a, some of these affluent countries had all this like custom gear and like fancy, like, you know, hand, like mm. individual, individually made masks and things like that, mm-hmm. where other countries were just had kind of the, the basic, like, you know, hospital, like surgical mask, mask, right. Yeah. Surgical mask. And, mm-hmm. and uh, just thinking about, I just thought a lot about, you know, the, the necessary financial infrastructure it takes to train these top level athletes and, and the investment mm-hmm. that a lot of these Western, you know, colonialized countries have made over, over a long period of time. And I was just thinking like, what, why does this, a, a country that has way less people have more, so many more athletes like we, we, we were seeing, I was seeing like Australia, for example, has oh. 30 million people, but they had f- over 400 athletes. But like a, a, there was a country. Oh, I don't know. It was like it was like the maybe the Philippines had like 60 million. They had like six, you know, it was, it, it, these are kind of the, the questions that I think this brings up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah. but again, we, we
1: like we like the idea of sports being this kind of like great, completely level playing field. But, right. you know, that's definitely not yet.
0: No, it's not. It's not. Um, and and, and that, acknowledging that. And the, the challenges, I get I guess when we're seeing what Darren was bringing up about, you know, some of the challenges with the the Olympic Committee, we, we've seen that leading up to the Olympics with a mm-hmm. lot of challenges with, especially incorporating some accommodations for, for African-Americans as far as like swim caps. And oh. like we had a, a, a runner here who was, you know, banned for like a month because of a, a positive marijuana test, you know, uh, things of that nature, where mm-hmm. we were seeing some some real challenges for for that type of thing. And you bring up a great point about the uniforms. For I believe it was the um, Norway, the Norwegian volleyball team, was like, hey, we don't want to wear bikinis. Like, <laughs> screw it, well, it's a little weird. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like um, the men don't have to wear the, the men get to wear shorts, like sure. long shorts that go almost down to their knees, and yeah, like I, and to be like, you have to be in a high cut bikini, but the men get to wear shorts is like. So, like yeah, the, so some it's of these not the look are, it's 2020
0: are, they're pretty antiquated 2021
1: right? oh my god yeah so what year some, is it anymore
0: well it's 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 confusing because like these are the 2020 olympics and they, yeah i think they maybe keep,
1: that's my brain's got the slosh well, that they keep, my bad.
0: like uh they keep basically pushing 2020 olympics because i think all of the the logos and the they made the t-shirts already they, exactly and they're like <laughs> oh we're not going to change the the numbers here but but I wanted to preface all of the things that we were saying, especially about the inspirational stories, with having a balanced view of the challenges of having a big international event like this, too. And I think that that really reflects kind of our full moon here. We've got, you know, the, the um, I don't know, the disparate uh the dichotomy between the haves and the have nots. We've got the sun and Leo, the the concept of selection that Robert Schmidt talks about, that the those that are in power, that are the king, that are special, that have the uh, you know, the the spotlight on them. And then you have these these folks that are in exile with the moon in, in Aquarius being a Saturn ruled sign. Um so the fringes of society, those tiny nations with three representatives and surgical masks and and you know, their training on like I don't know, a dirt field without grass or something, you know, like there's people, there's stories like that. And all of that is like, it just mashed up in this whole big, you know, display and soup of humanity right now, which is, I don't know, it's, it's some, some of it's really heartbreaking. And some of it is like, some of the most inspiring stuff you'll ever see in your life. And I think that it's the whole wide range of human emotions, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and we're also at that thing where it's like, Saturn is so in the mix by being kind of like ruling that moon and kind of being near it. And like, you know, it's, it's retrograde. And when I think about that too, um, like the Picatrix is really down on retrograde Saturn when it's in domicile. Like that's one of the most prolific things because not only is it powerful, but it's also kind of just like moving contrary to like everything else. So it's just like the things you don't want, they're just like, like just kind of like a steamroller. And so the sun says, yes, yes. But the kind of like ruler of the place where the moon is says, no, no. And we're kind of going to see, I think we might see some kind of interplay between that, especially amidst the um, rising infection rates with the coronavirus around all this. Um, The, I believe the Japanese, Prime minister
0: yeah the the, the, the tokyo the tokyo olympics chief was was just like we might still shut this down yeah
1: (laughs) yeah they're they're the the crazy thing the country is in a state of emergency since the the eighth of this month like they their cases went up and they're like it's technically a state of emergency we're still having the olympics but it's things are happening
0: yeah
1: and um there has been kind of like an uptick in cases like people are getting sick Um, As of today, there's about 91 confirmed cases kind of in the kind of Olympic sphere um, of like athletes and people that kind of came with them and staff members and people that are kind of involved with running the event already. And if those numbers continue to go up, they are concerned about it being, you know, shut down because if people are just keep getting sick and then they're going to be going back to their respective countries, you know, people are keeping an eye on it really closely for around those things too. So that's another thing where it's like this bright shining moment, but there's also something kind of in the darkness that's casting a pall over it.
0: That's and the elephant f- in the room, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean that mm-hmm. we you know, we literally had the Olympics delayed for an entire year because it was too dangerous to get together and now we're you know, in in in, a, in America we have maybe what 50% vaccination rates mm-hmm. potentially maybe, maybe. yeah there if we're and, lucky and various countries haven't had even equal access to like the vaccines mm-hmm. and things of that yeah. nature like we have things like the delta variant that are going around that are much more contagious and potentially deadly uh i was watching some of the nbc coverage of the how the press was getting uh you know checked in to the olympics and they had to go through a two-week quarantine they have to be have temperature checks at like every checkpoint um you know they, there's no spectators at the olympics i think that's the really interesting thing too you got this this huge spectacle but you don't have anybody <laughs> able to see it in person the chairs I mean, they're waving to the chairs right. they're like hello chairs right that, all that's, my dreams are coming that's true like the, the the aquarius chairs. moon right this kind yeah. of like totally distant thing yeah yeah um, it's so, like you're
1: wave you're waving at the crowd
0: from space yeah and then, it's, it's really fascinating and, and with this this lunation this full moon you know the malefics are definitely in play because the the mars is going to be joining with or in is co-present with the sun mm-hmm. and saturn's co-present with the moon so that mm-hmm. we, you and i talked last time about the cancer new moon about the malefics not having really any influence on that but this one they're going to be a different front and center different different yeah. ball game yep yeah, I'm looking at the chat here. Checking in, uh, Carly says, "Interesting that the Olympics starting just as Venus dipped into Virgo." Okay, yeah, so we'll we'll have to touch on that today. Yeah, um, our Darren, our girl
1: just stepped off the off the dignity
0: cliff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's in her fall. Um, Darren says, "True athleticism is indeed spiritual in a weird way." I agree one hundred percent, Darren. Mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I have uh, Neptune in the fifth house, which is you know somewhat associated with athletics and entertainment, and I find transcendence through sports. I I find it a religious experience for sure. That competition and and I you know just watching Giannis over the last couple weeks has been that type of experience for me as well. I mean, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the story, but he uh, he hyperextended his knee two weeks ago, roughly two Ooh. weeks ago, completely at like a 45 degree angle backwards.
1: I I, I lit the biggest prayer candle. <laughs> it's just like prayers for Giannis' well, name. Well, they
0: thought that he blew out his ACL and that he'd be gone for like, not only all of the playoffs, but like the entire year. And the dude comes back like two two games later and starts in the finals and and, and get, puts forth one of the most historic performances of any like averaging, you know, Thirty-five points a game, or something like that. He put up fifty points in the in the clinching game to to bring home a championship to Milwaukee for the first time in fifty years. So there's something special about he's he's a Jupiter ruled dude. He's a Sagittarius son. There's something for the just best. right. He's just <laughs> sorry. He's, I'm biased. <laughs> he's blessed with some kind of story. He's he's supposed to do something inspirational. Now I will preface this with saying that you know you either. There's what is that saying about you? Live long enough to become the villain, you know. You mm, something like that, yeah? Because yeah, I think that eventually, you know, people people go, rise up, and then we have they have to become human again. And that's kind of the cycle, and I've we've seen that with every type of hero, which where we've exalted them into deified status, and then eventually we realize that they're flawed human beings. And I'm sure that will happen with Giannis. but it's just so incredible to see someone on that upward trajectory make it to the top of the mountain and then you know no one's ever going to be able to take that away from them or the city of milwaukee so pretty pretty cool i i'm still riding you you will you will
1: have to indulge him everyone this week this is a huge huge moment for a very long suffering sports fan but i think you can think about it like there's there's that solar journey where it's like you you are reaching this ascendancy and like this rise of power and then like the crown gets set on your head And the moment that happens, people start coming for you and like circumstances start changing. Like the sun rises and it sets. It goes through the days get shorter, they get longer. And so the sun is one of those things where it's like, it feels very eternal and very kind of like domineering, but like any powerful thing, it, it has its natural kind of rise and falls. And we're seeing like, we're seeing it at like this apogee of like kind of like power and influence like it's it's midsummer you know it's in domicile and like everyone's just like loving the sunshine and like that kind of vibe of like we love we love seeing that power but we also kind of want to like get a little piece of it for ourselves or like tear it down <laughs> so
0: oh yeah and that'll happen and 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 yeah. it's uh you know you're you're totally right on like and we're gonna see this reflected in the I ching reading for the for the week as well with that kind of you know zenith that you are describing of 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 power um yeah, i um, just a couple more uh, chats here. Um, it says uh, Deborah says, "Speaking of sports, our Major League Baseball team changed their name from the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians." Yes, I saw all that right. today. That is all right. So yes, at, at this full moon, we're having this kind of shift from this, you know, very insulting and and uh, so important. You know, that
1: was so that was such a terrible name. <laughs> so right, right. This, this
0: kind of like you know. Inappropriate name uh, being changed to something that that it isn't uh, you know defaming the, the the character of an entire you know nation of people basically. It's, so, it's a start. Yeah, it it's is the and least we, they
1: can do, frankly. And, and like we they, they should with, do a lot more.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we there's been a shift in the last mm-hmm. I would say five to ten years with you know the Washington football team did a similar thing to get rid of their you know racist name and uh, they still haven't even decided on a name yet, but. It's it's uh we're, we're definitely seeing some changes like that. Uh, Darren says this is all fantastic. Their relationship with the host cities has yet to follow the, that trend, however. Yeah, I think that's another th- great point, Darren, is that the Olympics is like this giant organism, corporate organism that comes into these places. They build a lot of in- infrastructure, but they probably also have, you know, create a lot of you know, garbage pollution and challenges for the cities that they're in. Um, and poor Tokyo because, you know, Tokyo, I don't know, I, I, have, I have to imagine they feel like they, they bit off a little bit more that they could chew, especially because they had the rotten luck of having this in a pandemic where they can't even really sell tickets now. They they spent all that billions of dollars on infrastructure and they can't even really get that money back because there's no fans, there's no, no tickets being sold. And yes, there's, you know, advertisement on TV and things like that, but yeah, there's there's definitely a dark side for sure. Uh, Deborah says the bikini thing was baffling. I agree, Deborah. Uh, it, right. it doesn't seem like it should be a big right. deal, right? So weird. And then Sherilyn says perhaps sports could replace war in a future kinder, gentler world. I agree, Sherilyn. That's right. why that's part of why I love the Olympics because, you know, it's really not about. I mean, it's friendly competition. I know that these athletes are taking this seriously, but at the same time people it, it, there's a truce that happens during olympic times the, at, back in those ancient times they say okay nations we're gonna have a truce we're not gonna we're gonna put down our weapons and we're gonna have a, a game like a child a child's game there's that innocence involved in it that i just it really speaks to me angela is here and angela says you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain there you go thank you thank angela. you thank that's you that's, exactly, that's neat
1: that's accurate it's true
0: it's <laughs> true so so hopefully um, i don't want to see my, 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 <laughs> no, my, my, no guy, my i don't want my guy Giannis to to pass young but um he really he really is a, a very humble uh superstar so i i i he's somebody that's easy to root for he, he
1: may he may stay good he, hopefully he
0: like a, Fing, fingers crossed a nice that he chap. can he, that he can stay on the the right side of uh i don't know of whatever history. this is of history there you go <laughs> yeah. um okay so i think we've got we're caught up on the chat here we've kind of got the basics down for the our olympic experience let's look at the two cards the tarot cards that we are seeing with the Deccans. we've got this kind of challenge
1: i was thinking of that like it's so funny to me because when we were we're talking about um oh geez shh Sherilyn's comment about whether war could be replaced with a game that was the card that popped into my mind right away i was and just like oh i was like there it is i was like it's a competition ones. and like it's serious but it's not like they're stabbing each other
0: it's a mock like, battle
1: it's a mock that's battle so it's it's, it it's serious and like it's right. there's real consequences but it's not lethal and right. i love that about it for this particular moment because that's so that's exactly what's happening we're seeing that kind of like it's it's deadly serious but you're not going to like kill someone with your javelin well, not and today
0: t- i'll tell you what I, I think that i think of it like this competition a competitive spirit you know sort of this like i don't know this need this i don't know if i'm thinking about this leo desire to to dominate or to do something mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. nature it needs oh, a healthy it. that's a key word it needs for 100 right it mm-hmm. needs a healthy outlet and you can either do that in through war and like you know trying to become an imperialist like force or some shit like that (laughs) like taking everyone's
1: money and building a rocket i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i can't i shouldn't have
0: (laughs) but but if you direct it in the right avenues it it needs somewhere to go this is like mars energy right mars Mm -hmm. energy solar Mm -hmm. energy where it it needs this kind of like uh you know steam valve and Mm -hmm. That's that's I think a great way to do it. This these games, these ch- child's games, and we have it contrasted with with a, a uh, we have the mock battle, and we sort of see the result. You know, with with uh, Aquarius, where one the, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Right. We have somebody that has, has emerged as the the kind of the smug victor, and somebody uh, you know others going off into the exiled territory and defeat. So mm-hmm. we are going to be seeing a lot of these scenes over the next few weeks here um but i think this also definitely speaks to sort of that experience of the of the haves and the have-nots those coming from the fringes versus those that are in those positions of of power and of privilege as well Um, of course some of that definitely has to be acknowledged as coming from that that very same imperial colonialist type of impulse uh, that where the, a lot of this, you know, wealth and power has been built off the backs of exploiting people, which is is, is a problem, and something that uh, we're trying to reconcile with as a global community. I hope at this at this moment in history. All right, so should we take a look at the at the chart? Let's get after On the it. here. Dive in. Any other factoids before we start about the Olympics? Oh,
1: man, there's there's a few floating around. We'll, we'll pepper them in
0: as okay. as we go, but let's, let's get. All get right, so we're looking at the chart that the exact time of the full moon is going to be 10.36 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Make the appropriate adjustments for your time zone. I know that to- Tokyo is like, what, like 10 or 11 hours ahead of us or something like that, something crazy. Something wild like that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big world. And we're seeing here, uh, we've got the sun at one degree of Leo, and uh, we've got the moon at one degree of Aquarius. We al- we always have an opposition between the sun and the moon at the full moon and a conjunction at the new moon. You can see also that we have the malefics are co-present with both of these lights. Um, the only other thing that is really aspecting this lunation is uranus and not really in a very tight aspect although it will be present by whole sign the new moon that's coming up in in august is at 16 degrees of leo will be much closer in this square with uranus so that's something to keep your eyes out for but um anything else you notice about this this uh full moon tanya off to get us started here
1: yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of gone over the, the vibes for the lights. Um, that malefic presence is really real. And so it's like kind of to me, I see a lot of tension of opposites where it's like it's this bright, full kind of like culmination feeling, but also there's like a pall over it. And I feel like that's going to play out kind of like throughout per- people's personal charts too. Like there might be an area in your life where you're like having this moment where it's like I should be happy, but like there's something there's a fly in the ointment. Or there's something that like where your your heart is saying yes, but the rest of you is or your life circumstances maybe saying no, and like those are the things where it's kind of like that that tension between kind of like these moments where it should be something that that feels so good and that's like you're like this is the highlight, but it's not everything that I thought it would be for some reason.
0: Yeah, I I I think you're right. I think that that we have Mars co-present with the sun. We want to take action, right? We've got this mm-hmm. that's the, kind of that 7 of wands deck in where we're trying to stand our ground and and fight for our authenticity and say do we have to like dig our heels in, you mm-hmm. know, in the fixed sign of Leo and and mm-hmm. you know, fight for our right to stay at this particular place or moment De- or defending whatever. your crown. Exactly, defending The haters your... the haters are coming. That's right. Exactly. That's a Mars ruled deck in and you've established yourself in the second deck in of Leo. Uh, you know, you've gained victory, but then you, you, you know, once you gain a position of power, you, like you said, people start coming for you. And that's the thing with, with Giannis now, and now that Giannis is a champion, people are going to be, you know, gunning for him and, and the bucks in general.
1: People don't, don't do a drinking game on this episode where you take a shot every time he says Giannis, cause it will be dangerous for you. I'm
0: just warning you now. Don't do it. I'll do it. <laughs> You gotta cut me some slack, though, out there, I people. I've I've been a fan of that team for 30 years, and they've been really, really bad for so bad, like, so much of that time for so period. long. And I've even been on this like you know message board, this discussion board where we can. It's called Real GM, and we've been connecting for many years now. I've actually met up with a few of them in Milwaukee. Tanya and I went to a playoff game in 2010. In Milwaukee and we met up with some of my friends from this board and a lot of uh we we bond we bonded on that message board over how bad they were <laughs> it's like like this like you know almost like this aa meeting for the bucks you know mm-hmm. uh so I've had a really nice time just seeing all of those folks uh feel the joy of of accomplishing something that they've dreamed about for a long period of time as well and um yeah I don't know it's it's like I said, well,
1: think of, think about this too, like yeah. for your, for your boy, Giannis, like yeah. he, he reaches the, this pinnacle of the championship, but his brother oh, is God, yeah. in the hospital, right?
0: Yeah. His brother's in quarantine.
1: In quarantine. So he, was he in couldn't COVID be there. Protocols. So like the person that he wanted right. to be there the most with probably like, like holding their hands and like right. screaming at the crowd. Like, so it's like that kind of the, the victory, but it feels incomplete. Like we were talking about just then. So there's kind right. of like. Like this is the, you know, it should be everything, but there's like a little something that's just it's you wanted it, but it's not there.
0: Yeah, there, there's I think there's actually a Disney movie coming out about Giannis's life. And they don't even have to like <laughs> embellish it at all. Just they just need to like look at what's actually happened over the course of this dude's experience. <laughs> and I mean, it, the script writes itself with him. for it sure. It does.
1: It's very, very dramatic. The kind of story we love in this country, which is the, the rags to riches. Well, and I'll we, tell you, we though, love it.
0: Another another thing that sticks out to me about this type of experience with the Olympics, with with NBA basketball, um, is that I have such fond memories of of sports in general because it was a way for me to connect with my parents, my grandparents. It was a shared activity that we did as a as a kid growing up. Like I played hockey and baseball and basketball growing up, and my dad was like manager of a team, and he would. Yeah, uh, take me on these road trips where we would go travel to do stuff like i he made so many sacrifices both in time and financially to, to help me to do these things again from a position of of privilege really and but I, I i thinking about it now and what he sacrificed for me to be able to do that was an incredible amount but but i think that it, it is so inspiring to see uh, these people live their dream and like my, my own daughter who has, has gone, I've, <laughs> I had the little bit of the, you know, the karmic wheel spun when we were doing swimming in this house and, and she was doing club swimming and, and sacrificing time and money and all of that willingly. Cause it was awesome to see her get good at something. Um, but Very she special. came, well, and she came to me as she watched every single playoff game with me. It was this bonding thing. And my daughter's seventeen years old and she's almost an adult. And it's usually a time in the household where you're starting to kind of grow apart. And it's hard sometimes to to reconcile what you your relationship that you had previously as a parent and a child and this new almost adult in your house that's trying to create their own independent life. And you know, my daughter after game five of the NBA finals came up to me this was when the Bucks won in Phoenix, a really dramatic fashion. She's like, you know, I love basketball. I'm like, yeah, she's like, I think I want to play basketball. (laughs) She's about to be a senior in high school. She's like, I want to play for the high school team. I'm like, okay. Uh, All right. Are you sure? She's like, yeah, that that would be, I think I could do it. You know, I'm like, well, it's in your blood. I mean, I, I played, um, one year of high school basketball, my senior year, just like she's trying to do now. Um, you know, like no, with no organized basketball experience before, I just was a crazy person. This was during the time of the Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan Bulls, and I was trying to be do my best Dennis Rodman impersonation by just out working and hustling, out hustling people. But uh, we got her a hoop. We went did an epic journey to get her a basketball hoop off like Facebook Marketplace or something. To <laughs> <laughs> take it apart, and it was a hunt. You guys, car. you guys manifested it. We did. Yeah. And, and she's been shooting buckets for the last week. And, and I, I'm not going to put it past her, like her, the team, her high school team is, uh, this girl's basketball at her school is a no cut sport. So if she, she wants to play, she'll play. And, and it's just really cool to, to see someone who is so inspired that they're like, I really want to put in this work and achieve this goal, you know, and that to me is what sports is all about. And, but beyond that, it's just given us, an activity to do and to bond over and even regardless of what happens with her competitively, that alone is worth, you know, you know, the price of 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 uh putting in the the time, the hours and watching the sports. If if that's the the, the end result, I mean that alone is worth its weight, you know?
1: We love it we love a good training montage. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to yeah, start exactly. cue up, cue up the Rocky, the Rocky totally. theme music.
0: Totally. Well, you get a little, little mean, gray sweatsuit. We're both Leo ascendants. So like I, I we're almost to the exact same degree. Third decan Leo ascendants. She's got a Sag moon uh, in the first decan of Sagittarius. And she's a little Capricorn that's like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. She's got a really good work ethic and, and things like that. But I think I think Giannis, if I had to guess, I think Giannis, go ahead and take a drink uh I think, yeah, I think yeah this is a leo ascendant too i was looking at his chart and trying to guess his birth time and it makes a lot of sense with him being a leo a leo rising as well but
1: speaking of leo's wild note, can you hear the cats fighting behind me no okay
0: no, no. they they want to be on the show
1: so bad but- uh, well, the door. See, again, like the the cats want to be on the show.
0: You can break the, the door says the door says no, no. You really want to bring them on cat? I guess. <laughs> no. um, OK, I'm chaotic. So let's uh so you could see here we've got this opposition with the two lights. Um Uranus being the only other planet that's really making an aspect. One couple of the things I wanted to point out is we do have Jupiter during this cycle that's going to be retrograding back into aquarius on the 28th and we did have venus, Jupiter just, no. <laughs> the venus we, got,
1: we got we got the benefic drop-off right we got the benefic drop-off coming here like well
0: yeah and venus just went into its fall in virgo so both of these things mean that the the yeah the benefic planets are really losing a lot of dignity you know, within a week, you know, within one week, we have Venus going into her fall and, you know, retrograde Jupiter moving out of its domicile back into the the house of Saturn. So we're losing a lot of support from the benefics within the next few weeks. And I can't help but think that some of this may be, uh, you know, the pandemic related. Um, we're really seeing a lot in the news coming up about, you know, potential new limitations coming back with Delta variants and things like that. Uh, you know, I've been it's a it's a real shame because I I will say like over the last few weeks, it's taken me a long time to really start to feel comfortable re-entering society and, and almost because I didn't trust it. And now I'm like feeling I'm like ready. I'm like, right, I want to go outside, I wanna do stuff, I wanna meet up with people. And I and, and I just feel like, man, now that it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna we're gonna be backtracking a little bit in the couple weeks ahead. And there's some real challenges, I think, on the horizon. Um, and, and, and it may not just be COVID-related, but I, I have a feeling that's going to be a real big part of the conversation.
1: I think a lot of it, too, is, is coming up, but there's so many questions around, um, like, justice, I mean, voting in America in particular, and kind of all over the world. Like, we're seeing this kind of, like, struggle between kind of, like, the existing forces and kind of these very dominating, very strong forces and people who are starting to be like, no, we we want a voice. We don't have a voice And, you know, this isn't fair, like the power isn't balanced evenly. And I feel like as we're watching Jupiter kind of like slide back, back on into Aquarius, like it's going to be kind of dumping some of that benefic energy, especially once it goes direct again, kind of back into some of those issues. So like, you know, Saturn is having these kind of like this, this coldness, this separation, you know, these, these walls or like these structures where people are on the inside, they're on the outside and hopefully like Jupiter kind of being back sharing a domicile with that planet again is going to be a little bit of a mitigating force Um, but now it's still kind of like plummeting backwards like out of its house i loved um the idea that it's like jupiter just got home and like kicked off its shoes and like (laughs) put on some cartoons and then like phone goes off and it's like you got to come in and work a double like back back into it back into
0: saturn's house yeah, and Darren, Darren is saying the attempt to crack down on voting is beginning to happen here in the UK as well with voter ID Mm-mm. law. Yeah, that's Mm-mm. that's something that's happening here in the states as well. Yeah, Darren. we're having a lot of struggles a with a lot that. of battles over um, voting rights and people trying to take take the voting rights away. Um, Darren, what, what's what's your what's your sun, Darren? I, I'm getting some strong Virgo Capricorn vibes from you. You, you <laughs> what do you got? What do you got, buddy? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's these things are playing out, you know, on the on the personal on the collective. And so we're seeing these kind of like, like clashes. And we're going to kind of it's going to probably heat up again, kind of as that Uranus square kind of like, comes back in. And it's just going to be it's going to be a spicy, spicy late summer.
0: Well, and I think you're, you know, Jupiter, to me, has a Oh, darren has got a Pisces sun. Okay, so we okay, nice. there we go. All right. Um, so I think that what we're seeing a little bit is Jupiter sort of having, I do think Jupiter can represent limitlessness, right? Like mm. if, if Saturn represents the limitations, Jupiter is sort of like the opposite of that, like, like the expansiveness, mm-hmm. the, you know, the ability to beget things, the, the demi urge and with Jupiter going back out of its domicile and into Saturn's house, it's going to be a lot harder to, to, to expand, to feel that freedom. That's why I think some of the freedoms may be backtracking a little bit because there's, there's really, I think, it and it goes back to this. Anytime a planet is going retrograde, it's being recalled to the stand to be able to uh, give further testimony. And I think that what mm-hmm. we saw over the last year and a half is that we had a lot of people that did some great work with the pandemic and followed the rules, but we had an equal number that did not and that that really didn't do their part. And we're, we're seeing some of the consequences of that type of action. And really, that's part of, I think, the backslide on some level too. part of it may just be that, you know, there's just greater things that are not necessarily in our all of our control right now, too. And then that's I think that's something to, to keep in mind with a thing like a disease or a pandemic, some of it's just not anyone's fault. It's just bad, bad fortune. But I do mm-hmm. think that there are ways we can we can come together as a community to mitigate that and to to create more of our own luck rather than just you know perpetuating the you know the you know the, the negative. Darren mm-hmm. says that he's a cancer rising with a Capricorn Mars. Okay, there oh, we go. Oh, there it is. That's a dope Mars. Is. Yeah, I'm
1: jelly. My my Mars is garbage.
0: <laughs> so so yes, All
1: peregrine so, and retrograde.
0: So. <laughs> so jupiter is going to go back into pisces in uh december so right around christmas or so i think jupiter is heading back into pisces for like four or five months a really short yeah. period of time. yeah
1: there yeah was- it, it's gone it's going really fast by then so it just rockets through yeah. like which is like soak Sox. it up while you can
0: <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> i wish, and it retrogrades- I wish that we
1: could kind of like linger in it for a little bit because it feels like it's just been in saturn ruled signs literally forever Um, but it's just gonna zap right through
0: and um we will see jupiter retrograde back into aquarius exactly on the 28th of july so really we've got a week you got a week left of jupiter to do jupiter things okay um the only bad thing about jupiter moving into pisces is at that same exact time we're gonna have a venus retrograde in capricorn so we're going to be like yay we're ready to go and then venus is like nope there's something else coming so, so
1: <laughs> are you mark- ready for drama because right. this going to be drama and it's going to be
0: ugly mark your calendars <laughs> for like the end of january if you're thinking about the yeah. time to move forward because there's some really nice astrology through it's february gonna get, it's going to get the, so
1: nice the end of and february, especially after all that after totally. this year and the there's last there's a
0: jupiter uh, venus conjunction at the end of february of 2022 that's going to be choice okay so gorgeous gorgeous space weather you want to do end of february beginning of march is a a really nice period of time okay um okay we didn't talk we got to get through this one yeah We we, we, we didn't talk necessarily about the fixed star altair being on the moon but that is a part of our full moon here and altair is the star in uh a constellation that reminds us of an eagle or a vulture and this was the the bird that zeus turned into to steal away ganymede or was deliverer of the thunderbolts and there's some significations with boldness risk-taking acts of courage endurance um do you have any other thoughts on Altair? yeah
1: Tanya? i mean i i think that that's that's great that kind of um promethean impulse where you're just like really soaring to the heights and like Stealing that fire and that kind of boldness and the the symbol of the eagle as being something like so swift and powerful. I think we're going to see a lot of that kind of on writ large on kind of the stage with the Olympics, especially right now.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, we also are going to have the first aspect that the moon makes when it escapes the bond, which is a traditional technique where the moon is said to be under the bond when it's within 15 degrees of either side of the opposition with the sun, or, or I believe the conjunction counts too. Um, so the first aspect we're going to see is an opposition with the, the moon and Mars in that third decan of Leo, where we're standing our ground, where the third decan of, of Aquarius is that seven of swords card where we're leaving the past behind and we're taking with us some kind of knowledge, but we're leaving behind what no longer serves us. So the questions that are going to come up when the moon moves through this opposition and hits Mars, is like, what are we going to keep? What do we need to let go of? What is worth fighting to maintain in our lives and what, what is just not really going to work anymore. And, um, I think we're really, we're really going to feel that as we move forward in the next few days here over the course of the weekend.
1: A, a wise sage once said you've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them know when to walk away know when to run and i think that that uh that aspect sums that up pretty nicely
0: you never, you're gonna, you never count your what
1: you never count your money when you're sitting, when at, you're the sitting table.
0: at the table that's right. <laughs> so okay okay a couple just a couple other things for this this lunation uh During the course of this uh, opposition, from the 23rd till the 31st of the last quarter moon, Mercury will move into Leo on the 27th, uh, heading towards a Kazemi with the Sun. Um, We're going to have Jupiter retrograde into Aquarius. Mars will move into Virgo on the 29th of July. And then we'll have that last quarter moon on the 31st with the moon in Taurus squaring the Sun in Leo. But before we get to those things, a couple, just a couple other details. We have the the diamond or spirit of this deccan of Aquarius uh, is dyke, or which roughly translates to justice. So, Austin Copic talks a lot about leaving relationships that are out of alignment with your standards, um, accepting, uh, escaping, escaping injustice, uh, and stepping outside your comfort zone. So, kind of taking that that that, you know. Helicopter view versus being in the moment, right? Uh, versus living only in the moment and seeing your own subjective experience. And the, the diamond for this deck in with the sun is Hephaestus. And that theme actually came up with uh the the Aquarian deck in too, because the the face rulers are Venus and Saturn in that face, and they the the Picatrix, I believe, talks mm-hmm. about a coppersmith in this mm-hmm. deck in. I thought that it's was really fascinating. Big-
1: Right. big uh, big hephaestus energy that uh the dirty work that produces the the beautiful art right
0: right and being able to use materials that may not be of the quote unquote highest quality mm-hmm. and using what others discard to to create something beautiful so so like a copper smith for example is not working with silver and gold they're working with mm-hmm. this more humble material but they can still make something Pretty, pretty interesting. So we may be working mm-hmm. with more humble material right now in our life, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do the hard Hevestian work to create things of great, great beauty and value. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love
1: the um, the kind of Daiki thing too, where it's like you're looking at kind of like your values too, and like kind of how you will accept being treated to to decide to walk away from injustice and to take kind of a really like cold hard look. Um, that's one of the things that's nice about having things that have these very Saturnian energies, it allows you to look at your life in kind of like a like a cold, critical way. And sometimes that's important because we're always kind of blinded by our feelings and by our subjectivity and by the way we like imagine and want things to be. Um, and even like, I, I would say this Venus into Virgo energy, like it's not the best Venus, but to look at your relationships kind of in a really like, like separating a wheat from the chaff kind of way and being like, you know, what have I been putting up with that I don't want to put up with anymore? Like, where is there injustice? Where isn't it fair? Where is there just some garbage that I need to get rid of? Mm. And I think that as we're kind of moving, especially into this waning moon cycle, this is a great time for kind of letting go of things, you know, maybe, maybe it's personal habits, maybe it's relationships. And like, as we're going back into opening back up and reconnecting with people, there may be some people and things in your life that you're just like, I didn't miss that, you know, right. during the pandemic. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I can't, I can't, like, I would love to come hang out, but I really wouldn't. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, you're, now. now that's, you're that, that giving excuses, voice, yeah, you're giving that excuse is being taken away. Uh, my cancerian
0: um, impulses where uh, but there, there was but it a meme. Like, well, you remember that meme I showed you the other day where someone, it showed someone crying in the mirror and there was like cancer, on the day of going out, after committing themselves like a month ago in a in a fleeting moment of like <laughs> extroversion, extroversion. <laughs> I'll we'll get know. you a shirt.
1: I'll get you a shirt that says "Sorry, I'm late. I didn't right. want to come." <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah, I, I think you're right. And the thing with the the, the moon and Aquarius, um, you know, the moon and Saturn's domicile the moon is about trying to find a feeling of belonging and and, and you know sort of like a, an environment where we can grow and be fertile and we're in barren land here in in, mm-hmm. in exiled country mm-hmm. so th- when you feel out of place somewhere that actually may the, the advantages of that could be that you can see how everything works without being a part of it right it's like when you have that outsider's view you see how mm-hmm. the game is played and you're like oh wow that's kind of messed up or whatever and and that that is important because when you are a part of something you have this connection with it that may not allow you to have that type of perspective mm-hmm. so that that outsider's perspective can be very valuable to see how the the rules of the game are constructed you know
1: mm-hmm. that's a great point
0: okay so Anything else with this new moon? Any questions out in the audience here? Uh, I'm not seeing any other chats the, here. The so. full moon. Yeah, the full moon. Any got any other things with the full moon here, Tanya? Mm, yeah, I mean,
1: I think that's that's a pretty good, pretty good summary. It's a it's a bright, shiny, beautiful mixed
0: bag. Yeah. Yes. So if we move forward. Let's just take a look at that first quarter moon, last quarter, sorry, misspeak. So this is the last quarter moon and we're, that we're going to see on July the 31st at about eight or nine degrees of Taurus and Leo. So I'm going to back this up so that we can see the exact quarter there, right around here. Okay. So last quarter moons are generally sort of existential crises. Uh, the, The first decan of Taurus speaks to this kind of planning that happens because of, from a fear of scarcity. We've got five of pentacles vibes here with that decan. So we're still trying to establish ourselves, but there may be competition, I think, for resources around this last quarter and questions around what kind of physical resources we're going to be dealing with now you can also see that uranus is really a a little bit closer in that square um co-present with the moon Uh, mercury is about to kazemi an exciting uh, moment mars has moved into virgo so this one i think this quarter this last quarter moon may be a little bit easier to deal with because the moon will be in pretty good shape and she, mars won't she, be co-present. She loves
1: her some Taurus.
0: Yeah, we, and we've got a, a nice trine between the moon and Venus and the moon and Mars, right? We've got uh, mm-hmm. the trine energy between those planets. We are still and the, dealing with the moon with... witnessing
1: her ruler is just giving her a little bit of that that nice
0: nice love juice.
1: Like Venus doesn't have a lot to give, but what she's got she's she's giving it to that moon.
0: True. And and, and Jupiter has come back to help with the with Saturn. And to, to lend its beneficence and maybe ease some of that Saturnian feelings of isolation potentially. I don't know. I think that the, there's something to be said about this lunation that, um, yes, there will be some kind of questions that come up. There always are at quarter moons. But mm-hmm. but I think that there's enough to like about this lunation that it isn't going to be like, I don't know. I think this full moon is tougher than the, than the quarter for, mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know.
1: Well, and I like I like the imagery that you have from that card. Um, for me, when I look at that card, like you see you know two people and they're they're struggling in the snow and like they're they're destitute, they're wearing rags. But if you look above them, like you see this beautiful kind of like lit up church window. And so it's right. like there's support and resources um, kind of through connection with spirit. And like even when it feels like you don't have anything from you know like the physical world, you still have resources that you're not seeing in kind of the spiritual world. And so I think you're seeing that too with the, that, that kind of impact from the benefics. Like they don't have a lot to give, but it's, it's there. And it's like, so you may be feeling a little unsteady or a little bit shaky in the material world, but you still have these like kind of really interesting and powerful spiritual and kind of like unseen resources and like connecting and reaching out and asking for help. Like there's help out there to be gotten if you can ask for it.
0: Yes. Yeah, and and you know, this this deck can also can speak to. Yes, you may be shocked into some kind of action. Like I I know a lot of clients I've had with this with placements in this deck, and they have had moments of scarcity that cause them to work really hard to plan ahead for the future so that they don't uh, get to that point. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be destitute. It just means that. You know, you don't want to get to it's that point. The specter is there. Right, yeah, right. You know what could happen. So that causes you to plow your fields. Austin Kopic literally calls this deck in the plow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's important mm-hmm. at that point to get to work. If you don't want to have this experience on this card, you're going to need to kind of, you know, do the hard work necessary to, to bring things into manifestation. Now, at that last quarter moon, though, that's a, that's a waning moon. So that's a great time to let go of maybe some things that are holding you back, some some old belief systems that may be some scarcity consciousness, perhaps, that could be mm-hmm. holding you back. Um, you know, anything that even possessions that, that may be holding you back or some kind of physical resource. You know, maybe it's time to look into cleaning out the attic or something like that. That might be our project. Why, why ever would you mention that?
1: <laughs> we are all cleaning out our metaphorical attics, like yes. a personal attic, if you
0: will. Totally. Uh, Darren, Deborah says, this is the full buck moon. Oh, that's cool. And then, yes. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) Is it really the full buck moon or are you just making fun of me because it's my full buck moon? It should be. If it's not, it is now. (laughs) (laughs) And then Darren says, back to the full moon, the south node is in Daniel's arc. The sun is in Daniel's degree. The north node is in... Mabel hell's arc and the moon in maba degree this that synchronicity doesn't happen very often do you are you familiar with this technique i'm I'm not
1: as familiar with it sounds like like archangel names
0: i'm not as familiar with those yeah daniel you have to tell us a little bit more about that in the chat because i don't know if we're completely familiar with with that reference but there's so many lenses we can look at this stuff through though so it's really interesting when people are bringing new lenses to the conversation to bring that through that was part of my point in my Deccan's talk was you know over the course of many many centuries the the way that the lenses that people have looked at the Deccan's through has constantly been shifting based on their uh you know the their belief systems their cultural belief systems and the techniques that they were using so it's it's all it's all good you know i i really think that you know it's all about entrainment this is a darren says these are the kabbalistic kabbalistic angels yeah that's that's something that's, that's actually one technique with the tarot that I have not yet do- dove into quite um, full forced yet. I know that T. Susan Chang in her book, 36 Faces, talks a lot about the Kabbalah and things like that. But again, that's another lens that I said in my talk that each of these lenses, uh, you can spend a lifetime studying. And, and sometimes it's just, you know, we, we have put our focus on slightly different areas and what,
1: that's is, what, what is T. Susan Chang's book
0: again? Uh, 36 sec- Secrets. Did I say Faces? Yes. Okay. 36 Secrets. Yes. Secrets. Sorry. i Secret um, trying to stream of consciousness here. No, I'm sorry. I just, um, I want
1: people to find a, find a book because yes, I'm sure that everyone is, is as hungry to add to their pile
0: of books. It's a good one. As, as you are. One. Well, and, and you know, I think it's, it's interesting though because like that's what makes divination so interesting because there may be one type of system that uh really speaks to us that we are able to spend more time with and then that's the beauty of being able to exchange information and darren says uh he's going to email me tomorrow yay (laughs) so so darren can teach me about the kabbalistic angels and and you know maybe we'll learn i'll share something here and that's the beauty of exchange so thank you darren for bringing that into our into our focus and into our attention here Love it. okay so let's just look a little bit uh what we've got here so this is our last quarter moon um i don't think there's anything else that we really need to kind of go over with this i will say i want to hit on that
1: mercury kazimi coming up yeah those those mercury kazimi moments are always really interesting
0: because you've got
1: mercury who kind of is the messenger and contacting so many of like the planets just kind of like moving so fast and chiming everything and so changeable and when it connects the sun so perfectly like that it's a really kind of noteworthy moment, because it's kind of like plunging into the sun and kind of being reborn again. And so when you have mercury and the sun so tightly conjoined, the sun's kind of absorbing all that merc juice. (laughs) And and you're going to see some interesting ideas. So like, you know, mercury is just just melting, mercury's in the furnace right now. And so kind of some of the ideas and like thoughts that you may have about things are just kind of in this like deep, kind of like burning, reworking. And so that area of your life, especially where, you know, Leo is in your chart, I think people are going to find that there's this this thing happening where they're just really like rethinking some things hard, or there's something where it feels like it's just like melting down, like a part of their identity or like a part of their world, but it's going to come out on the other side, just sparkling fresh and new. And as this kind of like really interesting moment when you can watch for something and you're going to get these messages about kind of what's coming next in that area of your life. And so like, I love Mercury Kazimies. Um they're just really interesting moments to kind of watch for in your personal chart as well.
0: Well, and and you can see here too, here's the moment of the Kazimi. uh This is August 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Saturn opposition with this mm-hmm. almost exactly. Mm-hmm. So we've got sun, Saturn, sun or, and Mercury mm-hmm. opposite Saturn. So There will be some kind of new impulse because this is a superior conjunction of Mercury. Mercury is moving really fast at this time. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. we have the inferior conjunction, it's moving very, very slow. The retrograde conjunction, there's two Mm -hmm. conjunctions of Mercury.
1: Mm -hmm. So this is Mercury on its way back out. Yeah. Just zippy fast.
0: So it's going to change from the morning star to the evening star. Mm -hmm. And... But it's gonna be in a really tight opposition with Saturn. So whatever new ideas and impulses that you're gonna be getting, it's probably gonna be some compromises that you're gonna to have to make because of that opposition with Saturn. Saturn, remember Saturn's that that great like celestial no, right?
1: <laughs> like, and and retrograde domicile Saturn is a not
0: not a, a cold, nice cold,
1: cold Tony.
0: Yeah. I I can really see this as the impulse that I think would happen with this is you We as a collective have some individualistic goals and dreams that we really want to be able to move forward with right now, especially with Mars and Leo, but then again with this Mercury Kazemi. But there's some collective things in the uh, zeitgeist right now that aren't going to allow us to take individual action and, and, and fulfill our individual selected desires because of the collective needs of the, you know, of, whatever challenges we're experiencing. And again, I can't help but think that, you know, I'm feeling this because I'm like, man, I really wanna go play basketball and I wanna go do this. And I want my daughter to be able to feel the joy of training and all these things. And in my back of my mind, I'm like, what about COVID? What about COVID? You know, and like, and and I could see something (laughs) where like, even in that example, you wanna move forward and meet up with people and play pickup games, but then, you know, Delta variants are coming back and and there's, backtracking with that and, and a lot of like, oh, well, I guess we can't do it exactly the way we wanted to. And, and you know, make the pro- appropriate adjustment for something in your life that you really desire about moving forward for a sense of identity and things like that and recognize that there, there may be sacrifices that come up that are necessary for the good of the whole. And I don't know, I, I'm nervous about it. I'm a little nervous about the, this fall uh yeah yeah and all truth
1: no that's real and i think like people are going to be you know you'll get fired up about stuff like leo season is when you have that like passion in your heart or like you kind of start to kind of think about where you know in your life you feel that kind of like that longing or that like burning desire for something that desire for more the desire to be more and like mercury just chiming that really hard and then coming out on the other side like right into the icy embrace of <laughs> retrograde saturn it's like oh you like, want like, to do something yeah <laughs> that's that's nice that's nice for you but no yeah. uh, not yet i mean and i think that the circumstances around things are just there's a lot of a lot of barriers one of the nice things about mercury is like it moves fast so it's going to be kind of like getting getting out of that orb and i think as mercury gets out of that that orb of that really like tight nasty opposition to saturn you're going to start to think of those workarounds. You're going to start yeah. to think of those ways where it's like, well, we can't do it this way. You know, what if we do it that way? And like, you know, it's going to, you know, there'll be, there'll be inspiration that comes and kind of continues to unfold. Like, so that initial kind of beautiful idea that comes to you, maybe around the Kazemi and you can't actualize it exactly the way you want, right. but there's going to be inspiration and help kind of like stay, stay flexible. coming, coming stay with flexible. time. Right? It's, it's the air age baby
0: right it's the air flexibility. Age. flexibility
1: is the order of the day whether and, you like it or not and
0: especially because this is a f- opposition and fixed signs is we mm-hmm. we may have a uh an impulse to dig our heels in and mm-hmm. say we're you can't we can't anyway. be rigid you but can't what you're the... gonna what you're gonna end up doing if you do that is you're literally gonna be running full speed into a brick wall and that's painful and if you know the brick wall is there uh, mm-hmm. Maybe slow down, see if there's a, a yeah. workaround. You know, yeah. that's where your patience can come. Look in. for a
1: crack, climb up it, get those little Line like little crampons on your feet, and that's like climb
0: up the wall. That's right. And and one of the things I like about uh, the I Ching and, and its teachings is it, it describes almost every type of circumstance you could find yourself in as a human being. And even if you're in a blocked experience, they really talk about the preparation of being able to be ready to return when the flow starts to to go again when the current starts to move in the direction Mm -hmm. that you want to Mm -hmm. again it's about you know maybe there's a new skill that you need to learn before you can move forward on your on your journey Mm -hmm. um i know like just back to our example you know my daughter doesn't have a ton of of experience with basketball so she's got a lot of skill work to do in the next six months if she wants to you know be functional playing this sport Maybe there's some training you need to do. Maybe there's there is more information that you need before you go off and do the thing that you want to do, you know, full full bore. Um, Mm -hmm. So and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. What you're doing, the way that you create your own luck and the way that you create your own success is not that you have you don't have to force your way to every opportunity, but you do have to be ready when your opportunity strikes. And mm-hmm. that preparation, even if it's not visible, I think that's the key here. Sometimes we want credit and visibility before something is fully cooked and ready to go. And I think this period of time over the fall is really something's baking and you and you may mm-hmm. not be able to see it. Uh, uh, you know, it's not like the presenting. We're not presenting the cake yet We're we've still got some some cooking time and it's still you can't see it. You can smell it. You know, you've got a little something, bit of something loft. good. You know, something good's coming because something good is coming, but I don't think it, the, the really full expression of that good thing happens until early February, 2022. And if you can just hang on to that period of time, I do think that's a a long time to ask people to hang on, babe. No, it's not. It's it's six, (laughs) it's six months away. If you've held on this long, you know, you, you've cultivated the skills to be able Mm -hmm. to do it for six months longer.
1: For sure. And I think too, we're still in that training montage. Like I love, I love that fortune favors the prepared mind right. and that this is kind of the thing where it's like a big part of kind of the magic of manifesting is you need to be ready to be ready. Yeah. Like if you get a, a wonderful opportunity and like, you don't have your stuff together, like or you're, or you're just a disorganized mess, like it's going to pass you by. Like you have to kind of like be ready to strike when the iron's hot. The iron's not hot yet. It's very cold. It's very cold in Saturnian iron right now. And we're still kind of like hammering away at it. Like this is that, that Hephaestus energy still. We're still at the forge. We're still just trying to kind of like stoke the fire and like do the kind of like exhausting pounding work, like the dirty work. We're not at the beautiful, like shaping that final, like filigree moment yet, but All of these things are going to kind of like build to that and laying that infrastructure right now kind of behind the scenes and like in the, you know, in the dark and in the the corners when people can't necessarily see it is so crucial to kind of being able to make the best of it when the good times come back. I love that.
0: There's a there's a faction of society right now that's thrown on their Steely Dan albums and are like, I don't want to do your dirty work. Oh, no, you know, but you got to get over it. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Got to get (laughs) here. So another date for people to keep in mind as to when some of this uh, frustration may start to alleviate is October the 10th. We're going to see Saturn start to move direct. And I really do think that we've had Saturn retrograding for most of the summer and late spring. And a lot of the restrictions were actually released. I think that, that some of the actual restrictions may start to come back in the beginning of, of October if we don't see them right away in the fall, because I think things could start to hit a peak where they're like, you know what, we actually have to to Saturn up a little bit. And I think mid-October, early October could be when people actually start to take action on those things, because people move really slow when they're trying to do these things. And especially here in the States, they're really resistant to anything like that i um, don't like making nobody do nothing that's right deborah says in in, in reference to the buck moon 100 percent truth you can't make this stuff up buck emoji so that's amazing is, i th- love that th- that is that's incredible a beautiful, that's
1: a beautiful synchronicity that I've, is amazing delightful.
0: that it was the bucks the buck moon and they won their their championship on that <laughs> time period katie lynn says i just bought 36 secrets it's a fantastic book yeah, I, I I love it. I think that uh, T. Susan Chang comes from the the tarot approach and then incorporates the astrology, whereas She's Austin. Smart. What's that? Yeah, she is wicked smart. And uh, wicked. Austin's wicked. coming from the astrology angle for the most part, and the magical angle, and and there's some tarot involved in it, but it's quite, sort mm. of like just different um, focal points, I think, which is really cool.
1: Mm. There's an interview between the two of them on his, his podcast that's been pretty cool.
0: I'll have to mm-hmm. check that out. I haven't listened yeah. to that yet. Okay, so let's move off of this, and we'll just get, very briefly, we'll touch on the uh, the new moon. I'm going to do a whole new live stream on that uh, around this period of time. I have a really exciting guest that I have lined up. I'm going to keep it a secret for now. It's but- not me. I it's promise. Not Tanya. <laughs> Although it's Tanya is an exciting guest, but I have an exciting guest uh, <laughs> that is tentatively committed to it at this point. So keep your eyes peeled for that somewhere around August the 4th or 5th. Okay? Probably the 4th of August. Keep your keep your calendars free because I think it's going to be a really a really good one, a really fantastic guest that we're going to have on that period of time. Um, okay but just previewing this we're going to see the 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 new the new moon at 16 degrees of leo on august the 8th in a pretty tight square albeit separating from uranus so this one there may be some shocking events that that play out throughout this period of time um, still have the opposition with saturn uh, and and not much different from what we were discussing with this the first quarter square around this period of time but that decade has to do with success, victory, uh, having supporters, and things like that. So this may be the beginning of really a, a nice period of time. I think uh, in the in the middle of August,
1: mm-hmm. Leo Leo season is going to kind of come into its full bloom. Then,
0: yeah, and this will be like the end of the Olympics. You know, the Olympics will be coming to a close around this period of time. Mm-hmm. We'll be we'll you know flying high off of Olympic you know inspiration. Hopefully, hopefully it all goes on yeah, without a hitch we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens yeah the, uh,
1: the laurel the laurel crowns will have been yes. handed out
0: that's right the metals and the and the wreaths yes yeah casey. laurel laurel
1: is ruled by the sun Okay. Oh, cool. that's a uh, like bay and laurel great uh great solar herbs
0: nice throw some in your soup casey says 10 10 is my birthday so that is a nice present <laughs> oh well there you got you've got a stationary saturn baked into your solar return i i think that's good but it's <laughs> better than a retrograde one Maybe.
1: better than retrograde
0: it's just going to be a very saturnian birthday casey with uh with with it stationary because anytime a planet is stationary it really is concentrating its energy so um you know hopefully you'll, you're uh, able to to weather the saturnian solar return So Solar returns are always mixed bags, too, so I wouldn't get too too bent out of shape about it, but happy birthday in advance. All right, so I think we've covered the full moon the last quarter and previewed the new moon very briefly. Uh, We have an animal that was associated with this, Tanya. Tell us about this animal that we pulled for this lunation for the full moon in uh, Aquarius.
1: It is another one of my favorites. It is the octopus everyone's favorite eight-legged super crazy alien shape-shifting crazy smart sea creature um they're amazing creatures and i i really like the symbolism of this um for this this lunation it's just um it has so many like weird powers like it's one of those things where it's like it's it has blue blood it's got three hearts it's got you know, tongues on its feet. It's got three brains. Like, you know, it's just amazing. Like there's, there's so much to love about this animal. And I think that like one of its most kind of distinctive traits is its ability to literally be a shapeshifter. Like it can turn into, there's, there's some varieties where it's like they they'll change their texture. They'll change their color. You know, it looks like a rock surprise. It's, it's an octopus. Like, and that's kind of one of the things where it's like, there's a, a level of mutability that is a really useful power sometimes where it's like, to me, sometimes when you're you're facing a, a foe or like you're in kind of like a, a situation where there's this spectrum and it's like there's something that's against you, like to just be able to like, kind of like morph out of the way or like morph into something where it's like, I'm harmless. Like, it's a really interesting, I love octopuses as kind of almost like the form of glamour magic, where it's like you're just, you're, you're, you're changing into something completely different, like at the drop of a hat, and it's a really beautiful and interesting kind of powerful defense to have. Um, they can use tools, so like they'll, you know, get two halves of a coconut and like hide inside it. You know, they'll they hit things with rocks. They'll hide inside things. Um, they just love to torment scientists, <laughs> which is in your mouth. they'll climb it. They'll climb in your mouth. They're just off the chain, like. The, the My Teacher, the octopus yeah. documentary guy, like a man literally fell in love with an octopus because yeah. they're that cool. Like his wife was probably back on land. Like, I guess he's scuba diving again. Uh, <laughs> like, and he's just out there like lovingly filming her like little little arms and like the way she like drifts through the water and changes color. And it's like, who is she? You know, she's stealing your man. That's what she's
0: doing. Well, that, that camouflage <laughs> aspect of it all is important because mm-hmm. you know the deccan that the sun is in is you know the sp- called the spotlight. But also mm-hmm. Austin Kopic in 36 Faces talks a lot about wearing a mask. It is the, the Saturn ruled deccan of mm-hmm. Leo, where and Saturn was the master of feigned appearances. So this may be, you know, some notes I wrote down for octopus was, you know, staying hidden, maybe keeping quiet about your plans at this point, blending in, you know, an octopus is able to multitask, like you were saying, with all those different tentacles. Um, and also, trust, dexterous. and trusting your intuition that octopuses are able to stay out of steer clear of danger by having almost a sixth sense about what's going on around them. So if you're get, not getting the right feeling about something, it's okay to to blend in, to not have to be so Leo, right? Not have to be like, look at me, yay, I'm, I'm this wonderful thing. Like, especially with this full moon, it's, it's just like, well, how about temperance? You can be excited about something. Maybe you can find personal identity through the group consciousness, through participating in something greater than yourself. Uh, and Katie Lynn Young says, Tanya, your animal knowledge is a thing of beauty. Uh, so you're yeah, so, so sweet thank you so much of trivia she has i, I love
1: of... i love weird trivia yeah
0: um
1: one of the things that's really notable about octopuses too is that octopuses is the correct plural um it's octopi would be latin it's not a latin word i don't know um but one of the things about them that's really powerful too and they they, they show this in the my octopus teacher movie um but both the males and females, like the males die after they fertilize their eggs and the females die after kind of their, their eggs hatch. And so it's this really kind of like gnarly, but beautiful metaphor for kind of like part of you has to die for something to go on, like, or part of you has to die to really make a, like a transformation of some sort. Like you're, you, you pour your love and your energy into something that is like, what's the most meaningful thing to you? And like, just like spend all your energy just like turning into that or like like making it happen. Like the female octopus hangs out with her eggs and kind of just like doesn't eat, doesn't sleep, doesn't move, just kind of like gently blows water on them and like protects them from harm, you know, with her like last breath, like that's what she does. And then they hatch and like there's a million of them and the circle of life continues. Um, but that's just something that's, it's really kind of like heartbreaking and, and beautiful that these like intelligent, caring creatures just use their last breath to like send the next generation on their way, and that's something to kind of like take into too, because there's you know when you change part of you has to die
0: sacrifice right mm-hmm. sacrifice for for the generations that come after, and I think that's definitely a, an aquarian theme too mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. you know a legacy lot of, yeah legacy and, and and thinking about not necessarily needing credit for the work that you've done like an octopus literally dies before they get to see their babies grow up and do whatever they need to do. And I think that this is something I counsel people with prominent Aquarius placements is you're not doing what you're doing so that you can gain the applause or the approval of the, the collective you're doing it for, as a gift to future generations, you're doing it because it's the right thing to do, whether you're getting the approval, from your peers or not because remember you're on the fringe you're on the frontier you're the exile and you know as an Aquarian type person that you are able to see the rules of the game that the the people that are inside the system may not be fully aware of Mm -hmm. so that and that's painful that's so painful for a lot of these folks it's I, i you can see their face just driving me like really i just have to keep doing this, but I want to belong so much and it is painful. And that's why the sun is fallen in, in, or exiled, sorry, in exile in Aquarius. It's, we want to feel this acknowledgement and this, this, you know, belonging so much, but it's hard. You want to shine. Right. But it's hard to gain that with the sun in that position, especially, and sometimes with other prominent Aquarian placements. So, but you gotta know it at the end of the day, you're doing the right you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm doing I know I'm doing the right thing, whether people approve of this or not, because this is going to these are my octopus babies, right? <laughs> I want my octopus babies. These are babies my many armed children. That's right. These are <laughs> I need to send my octopus babies out into the world, whether I get to see them live their octopus lives or not. I know most that of them that's will important. get eaten. That's right. That's <laughs> <the whole thing. laughs> why do you have to be bummer like that tanya sorry <laughs> like, some of them will survive
1: enough of them will survive
0: the that's how you give their aquarium placements hope you know well most of your babies are gonna get eaten mine will not even do it
1: <laughs> no 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 but the best ones live like that's the thing like you have right. to have a lot of idea babies so that the strongest and best well and i think it out this, into the this world. is
0: something to think about with like things like the actions we're going to have to take as a collective to, to beat things like COVID, but also with climate change happening. I know we're having heat waves again, and lots of challenges with and things on
1: fire again,
0: right? And, and there's going to be actions or that you're going to have to take yeah. now that where you may not see the result of that, but your kids might, and your grandkids might, and those future generations, like that seven generation type of experience that that Indigenous people of these, these Americas were, were espousing, you know, the the actions that you take have that effect. And it's really, it's, that's something that we've lost touch with. I think a lot, especially in, you know, the West and, and with trying to people trying to get theirs, or fly into fucking space. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what a waste of resources. I can't stop being mad about that. I'm so like, angry about that. i know I'm that, that, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I know that,
1: like, I shouldn't, like, focus on things that I can't control that, like, infuriate yeah. me, but it's it's insane. There are some things that are happening right now, like, the, the ba- imbalance of things is, like, so insane. Like, it makes me feel, like... I'm taking crazy pills. Didn't I'm just like, this is reality. That,
0: that Jeff Bezos could like end hunger in America with the money if, that he if, he, if he felt like yeah, it, like, like he if doesn't. He, <laughs> the money that he used to fly in is flying to space or something like oh, nobody would starve anymore. And it's, to me, that's just like, what hubris, you know, but, but it's, it's weird times. But we should it's weird try times. to end these on a, on a more positive note here, but it, it is important to acknowledge the challenges that we are still going through while still having hope for the future because hope is really an important thing to, to hold on to while still working on uh, bringing things into homeostasis and, and equilibrium because we've got a lot of hard work ahead of us in the in the next few decades uh, in, in the future in the very near future we're gonna we're hitting we're already hitting the crisis point where if we don't do some really massive massive changes it's gonna be very difficult for human beings to to habitate this planet anymore and you're not gonna be saved by flying to Mars. Like the, the billionaires might, but the rest of us are gonna be stuck here.
1: <laughs> they won't. It'll be like being in like a like an airline, like an airplane forever. Like yeah, how mu- so. how terrible are airplane bathrooms? Like imagine yeah. if it's worse because there's no gravity. Yeah. Like think of the implications that it's so nasty. No one wants to actually live in space.
0: <laughs> no. If yeah, if something goes wrong, your basically your brain gets sucked out of yeah. your face. Face mistakes like a
1: single <laughs> yeah. a single bolt, like one bolty yeah. boy, just like at the wrong angle, flying through the air is going to kill you all. Yeah, and this um, is what's so
0: annoying about Elon Musk is that he <laughs> the way that he thinks is is so the antithesis of having to take care of the place that we have here, rather than saying, "Well, we use this planet up, let's let's, go, it up let's and go find a new it. one to exploit." So, uh, you know. Sorry to get spicy with that, but it's, a, it's he, spicy times. I think
1: too, though, one of the things that with, with like the, because the Kazemi and kind of like, you know, Jupiter getting pulled back into it, like there's a lot of people, you know, it, it's like Mr. Rogers says, like, look for the helpers, right. you know, people worked so hard and poured their hearts and souls into like figuring out how to combat this, this illness you know, people are working hard to figure out how to, you know, live more efficiently and kind of handle the environment appropriately. Like there's so many people who are pouring their hearts and souls and who are kind of like living the mission of solving these problems. So there's people that are living the mission of like making the problems. And there's people that are living the mission of solving the problems. And I think that like, we all have our little kind of like pieces of the puzzle, where it's like, we all have our, our special thing, that we can do that is going to make the world a little bit better, like whatever it is. Like, are you a cat whisperer? Like, are you, I am. you know, I'm a cat whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, what do you have that that, you know, that's gonna make the world a little bit, a little bit better? And I think that like as we're kind of coming into our own like little solar inspiration moments, especially as we head in, into like the the full moon and kind of like coming off of it and internalizing that and kind of being like, okay, like I've had the idea. What do I do next? How do I kind of work around the difficult circumstances and the the pain and suffering I see all around me to like do a little bit of good. Totally.
0: All right, Tanya, we've got one more thing to get through here and let's let's wrap this thing up. Darren says, I love both of your styles of interpretation together with the deck and talk. It has clicked so much into place for me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Darren. Thank you for being here. You've added so much to this chat here. It's nice to get some new new voice. I'm going
1: to look up that angel business. Yeah, I, love, definitely. I love new spirits want, to connect
0: want, with. I'm expecting that email, Darren um and and he also says i'm so with you regarding elon musk that guy is so very selfish i agree 100 he sucks people try to compare him to what buckminster fuller or something like that they are not the same (laughs) Uh -uh. buckminster wanted to help people don't don't bring don't do bucky dirty like that elon is not the same or or nikolai tesla or something not even close i'm sorry not even close maybe some of them have tried to have some innovative ideas but uh yeah. Intention matters. And a guy like if you really want a hero, Buckminster Fuller was an amazing person. And his story is, is really, really interesting. And he had some great ideas that I think that inspired a lot of people. Um, and the intentions behind it, I think, were really virtuous as well. You know, not like Elon, who's just it's just ego. You know, it's his ego and his selfish agenda. So we'll see. But anyway, let's let's do one more thing here. I'm going to share the screen here it's not like he's going to see this and be like, well, I should change my (laughs) ways. We
1: did it guys.
0: We We did it. We we talked trash about a billionaire and they (laughs) changed. We shamed a billionaire into, into being a better person. We did it. We can go home. All right. So what I'm doing is I'm drawing on the screen here, a hexagram from the I Ching. I always do an I Ching reading for these uh, lunations and, and, various video things. And the fascinating thing about this is I got the same exact hexagram with the same changing line that I got for the new moon and cancer. So that theme must be pretty important for what we're experiencing now. And this is 55, which translates roughly to zenith, fullness, splendor, plenty, living in the present, making the most of the good times. So you were talking about you know, last time we were talking about, Hey, get, well, the getting's good when, when Jupiter's in Pisces, um, I just had a friend who was like, Hey man, we got to go for a walk. Cause I'm going back to teach in the fall and, and they don't follow COVID protocols. And we're not gonna be able to get together after that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like we got a week, <laughs> you know, like, so, um, enjoy the last of the jupe juice people. Yeah. And this, this hexagram too talks about a ruler that was waiting for a sign to take over power. And this, he was given the sign of this total eclipse uh, It said, okay, it's time for you to, 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 you know, ascend to the throne or something like that. So there is a, the changing line here says, um, abundance is shaded so completely that one can see the dimmest stars at noon. He breaks his right arm, no blame. So some of the, the notes I had here is the total eclipse of the sun, which is generally a sign of action. But when you break your right right arm, and a right arm is 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 your usually in these symbolic languages, self directed action. You know the ability to take control. So not having the ability to maybe take that self directed action is is reflected in that full moon and with, with the malefics. Um, it's you know the rise of the underdog potentially, or the rise of petty people that that keep you from doing. The, the necessary actions I think it could be both I think in in light of maybe taking a little bit of an alternate perspective seeing the Olympics and things like that it may be that that power structures are turned off so that maybe the underdog or the exile is able to to be seen in in this kind of circumstance um but but I think the final thing is is there are circumstances that are probably gonna be beyond your control with this lunation and it's okay to kinda of take a timeout have patience Try not to force your way. We're changing to the hexagram number fifty-one, which is called Shock, Thunder, Upheaval, the arousing, reassessment, a blessing in disguise, though potentially. Okay, so the shock hexagram is something like the the something that wakes you up that says, "Okay, I'm awake now. Now I know what what really needs to to do." It stirs you out of your lethargy into action. Um, so, Tanya, we've got some questions here for, for the audience to meditate on. With 55, it says, what are you called to do? What decisions must you make now? And then at 51, this is from Hilary Barrett, the, the I Ching, she has an I Ching translation. She says, what must change for hexagram 51 and what will continue? So, again, we were saying what stays and what goes with that, mm-hmm. that opposition mm-hmm. with Mars as the first aspect. So, um, any any Cutting final stuff thoughts out. with that, Tanya?
1: I mean, yeah, I think that we kind of went over it, but again, like you know, you reach the lunar kind of like like that full moon moment, um, and that's kind of like the the pinnacle of an energy. And then what happens next is like it, it's draining away. And so this is just such a great time for kind of like really looking at you know an area of your life, especially kind of on that that Leo Aquarius axis, like where that falls in your chart, for example you know, there's, there's going to be stuff that it's time to just like, you know, cut it out, like, and that's going to like make you stronger. Like, this is kind of like that time where we're still in that training montage. And so you're just going to be, you know, running up those stairs over and over again and like right. lifting those weights and like, you know, getting hit and getting knocked down for a little bit longer, but it's going to, these are going to be the, the hits that you take that are going to kind of like make you strong, like bear, um, especially kind of for upcoming things. I think and that what, it's like you're you're cutting away what doesn't work, and like kind of like building up your your toughness in in the meantime.
0: Right. And and one give me one final Giannis moment yeah. because I think this really plays into what you're saying. Not every athlete or anybody who is successful at something succeeds the first time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things mm-hmm. that happened in the last few years is, you know, in the playoffs a few years ago. The Bucs were within one game, literally one game, of going to the NBA Finals. And Giannis Adetokounmpo missed a number of free throws to basically lose the game. And uh, that was like a final hurdle that he had to overcome. And in this Game 6 of the NBA Finals this year to, to win the championship, he made... 17 out of 19 free throws, which is incredible because in, in every game before that, he'd hit maybe 50 to 60% and he, he shot almost 90% in that final game. He was so locked in. It, just opened, this it was like, it was like it was the just final like... boss battle, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think mm-hmm. that that's something to keep in mind. Our failures make us build our character, right? And and you could see this with the Olympics too. There's there's going to be people in the Olympics this year that win a gold medal that have failed. S- In previous Olympics and their dream was crushed and they needed to build that, uh, you know, resiliency to -hmm. be able to take Mm -hmm. that final step. So Mm -hmm. recognize that even if you go through a a blockage or a failure period, it isn't the final answer. Sometimes this may be necessary to to really forge your character for the future flowering and the future unfolding that will make that victory that much sweeter because you've gone through the, the trials and the tribulations, right? There's
1: a, there's a phrase for that, failing forward. Yeah. So like you you fail and it shows you the, the weaknesses. It shows you the chinks in your armor. And yep. like, you know, failure isn't final. Like it's a stepping stone to success. Like no one who is successful just kind of like came right out of the gate and they were like, I'm perfect in every possible way. And I'm like a golden God, you guys. Like people went broke. People, you know, right. missed the winning shot. People got dumped. Like those are those are the the things that kind of make you who you are and that kind of like are actually the the stepping stones that are gonna lead
0: you where you want to go. That's so true. Totally. And and Darren is giving us one final inspirational quote. (laughs) Dragon Dragon Ball Z Z. super thief. (laughs) This isn't even my final form.
1: (laughs) 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 That's it. People you want to shoot lightning out of your eyes? Like
0: Yeah. There you you go. Uh, so never let go of your dream that being said thank you so much everyone who has has been here today who has participated in the chat Uh, it is always wonderful to see all of you thank you tanya for being here with me again tell us where we can find you tanya and support you and the work that you do
1: yeah i am tanya andrews
0: t-a-n-j-a-a-n-d-r-e-w-s um, on
1: Instagram is probably the easiest way to find me. And you can also see some of the things I do at Third Coast Mojo.
0: Right. So you have an Instagram Third Coast Mojo with your stuff in an Etsy store there as well, right? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. There's some good stuff there. It's
1: very there. sparse. It's still in the stepping stone phase. That's fine.
0: That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Build your character. That's right. Um, and you can find me at Spencer Michaud. Dot com. Uh, I also have Instagram and Twitter at Spencer Michaud. Uh, if you aren't subscribed to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, turn on the notifications if you want to know when, when live streams and when videos are happening in real time or when I've posted. I also do have a newsletter that you can sign up for that will, will give you an, a little bit of a heads up when I'm going to go live and different discounts on readings that I do and classes that I'm teaching and and astrological tutoring opportunities, all of those things, can. the best way to to keep in touch with that is signing up for the newsletter. And there's a link in the video description here if you want to do that. Uh, Feel free to reach out for a reading um, or astrological tutoring. So any of those ways you can support the work that I'm doing. I also have a BuyMeACoffee.com account if you want to make a material contribution to the work that I'm doing here. I just posted that deck-in thing for free, uh, the webinar thing, because I think that I want it to be available to the most amount of people possible. Um, But you definitely are doing me a solid when you make a donation through those avenues. And I appreciate all of you so very, very much. So thank you all for being here today. Um, Keep your eyes peeled in the next week for the Astrology of August. We're going to be doing that coming up next week. with uh, some guests that I don't have yet but and we have a very special guest determined. in two weeks we have a very special guest for the new moon in Leo so so mark your calendars for that so um we will see you all the next time thank you so much for being here today and uh, be kind to yourself and be kind to one another take care everyone peace enjoy go enjoy the olympics <laughs> opening ceremonies 15 minutes Woo! all right we'll see you, see you later everyone take care
1: thanks bye-bye